everyone. Welcome to the New Heart Church Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you invest and listen to this message, that your life is going to move forward. So get ready for an incredible message. Everybody who's listening who is not here, we're so excited for you to hear this morning. Uh, welcome to our leadership podcast. Everybody who's in the room, we're so glad that you're here in the room. Uh, I want to take just a moment to talk about this idea of defining characteristics of a leader when trouble comes. John chapter 10, 11 through 13 says, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. We being the sheep, just if you didn't know. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. So Jesus is doing a little correlation here between um, basically the religious rulers of the time and who he is and the difference of somebody who is just there for their own and then Jesus, who is there for the sheep. So that's that's kind of what he's trying to do. But there's actually deeper leadership lessons here if you just spend some time in these couple of verses. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. So these defining characteristics that I want to uh, pull out here, um, so there's, there's not really anything new here um, when we're talking about leadership uh, that I'm going to talk about. Uh, hopefully, the Holy Spirit will do the translation for each and everybody who's listening um, so that we all can, can get better uh, at being a leader. Because again, I know I say this every time, but every one of us have leadership. We have, because we have influence, and so because we have influence in our marriages, in our, in our families, in our personal life, uh, at our job, um, we have leadership opportunities at every point. And so it is uh, so important for each of us to uh, try to level up our leadership as best we can. Um, and, and as I read through scripture, there's so many things that are uh, there for us to be able to level up. Uh, one, uh, the defining characteristic of a leader who's worth trusting uh, when they see trouble coming. Uh, because there's a lot of leaders, but you want to make sure that not only you are following a leader that is worth trusting, but you are also becoming a leader that is worth trusting. And so those two things happen sim simultaneously in our life um, because we all are being led and are leading in some area uh, and uh, we have those opportunities to us. Uh, the first thing that I wrote down was, do they cover themselves or cover others? Do leaders cover themselves or do they cover others? What Jesus was saying was the hired hand sees trouble coming and immediately looks to cover himself. But Jesus said, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. But he, see what he 
does, he talks about the good shepherd. Uh, when we see sacrificing his life, we immediately think, okay, he's talking about the cross. But he's also talking about what you do when you put yourself in front of danger to cover and protect the people that you're leading. And so the important thing to see here is as a leader, you want to be very good at protecting others, not just protecting yourself. So if you want to be a leader worth trusting, do you throw people under the bus when something's hard? Or do you get in front of the bus? So one of the great things you can see about a leader that is worth trusting is you can see how many times did they say, oh, hey, my bad. Or comparative to, oh, you're bad. Right? Now, listen, there are all times, listen to me, there are all times uh, in our life where you have to be okay with being told you made a mistake. So, so don't get it twisted. Oh, if I ever get told I made a mistake, they're a bad leader. No, they're not. They're just trying to help you get better. But if the, if the consistency is always you did bad, 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 and you never hear the leader that you're following or you never hear yourself say, whoops, I made a mistake. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I made a mistake. If you don't hear that, this is not the good shepherd kind of way we want to lead. This is more of a hired hand kind of leading. And you will start seeing people dwindle with you. You've all heard that joke, like when the people walk out uh, in the, um, like those two guys are walking out in the woods and they see a sign that says, beware of bears. And the, guy, the guy's like, man, oh, I am scared of bears. And I heard the real fast. And so, I, I mean, I just don't want to get into that because, you know, I, gotta, I can't outrun a bear. And the other guy's like, I don't have to un outrun a bear. I just have to outrun you. You know, do you know how, much, how many times we fall into that kind of toxic leadership? Where a leader is like, as long as I'm outrunning you and you get A, I'm good. This, this is not the way we want to lead. We want to be the people who are very willing to protect others, to look out for others. We are so used to seeing leaders use other people for their platform to make them up bigger instead of saying, my platform is pushing other people up and lifting them up and letting them reach the heights and dreams that God has called them for. That is what we're supposed to be as a leader. And so when you start seeing that's the good shepherd that you want to be, that's when you'll get more and more influence. Uh, the second thing I wrote down was, is, do they choose better for others or best for themselves? This kind of goes along with one, but it's a little different because it's not talking merely about protection. It's talking about sacrifice. And every great leader is a sacrificial one. If they don't sacrifice, if we don't sacrifice for the people we're leading, we're not leading, we're taking. 
And if you take long enough, you will look back and see that there's no one left to take from. When you start sacrificing for people, so many times I messed up looking at leadership because I thought it was a way to move my life forward. Instead of seeing it, it's a way for you to lay your life down for the people that you're leading because you're actually serving and sacrificing for them. Now, there are times where you can look and see, well, I, you know, all, all I see is these people that don't sacrifice. That won't happen for long. It just will not. Because sacrifice is the currency of longevity. So if you see a leader with longevity, if you see a leader that's been around for a while, understand they have sacrificed. And, and, and sometimes we can see the surface, and a lot of times on the surface you don't see sacrifice. And so you're like, well, they ain't sacrificing. I've seen what they, they see. There's so many people giving them things and helping them and serving them. They ain't sacrificing. If they've been there a long time, they have sacrificed. You just haven't seen it. And because you have not seen it, don't judge on the surface what you see as a leader because you don't know the sacrifices that they have done. And I will tell you this, if you want to move forward, if you want to stay as a leader, you have to continually sacrifice. The currency of longevity is sacrifice. And so you're going to have to serve over and over and over and over if you want to be a leader that stays for the long haul. There are moments in our life that we have to say, this is not not about me. This is not about saving my own life. This is not about just doing what I want to do. I got to get in front of the sheep because there's a wolf that's coming and then I have to get in front of there and it might be sacrificial and it might take some time away from me and it might take me in a place where I feel like I don't have a lot to give right now. But at that moment when I sacrifice, this is the leader that I want to be because I want to be like Jesus. I want to lay my life down. I don't want to try to capture my life. I don't want to hold on to my life because the Bible says when you hold on to your life that's when you lose your life and so if you give up your life for the sake of the gospel you start finding your life over and over and over and over again and there's some kind of supernatural thing that starts happening that when you sacrifice all of a sudden you start finding more life and more life and more life and you thought that you were losing life but God keeps giving you more life and more energy and more things where it seems like I was sacrificing and giving and giving. God keeps saying that's the currency of leadership and I'm going to keep pouring out in your life more and more and more and more. But every time we try to hold on to it, every time we try to hold on to our life and we run out like the hired hand, we actually lose it. And we lose the moment that God has said this is this is how I want you to lead. I want you to sacrifice first. I want you to lay down your life first. And this was such an opposition to what Jesus was expected to be by his disciples. He was expected to be a warrior, a king that was going to overthrow an 
occupational Roman Empire. That by his supernatural power, he was going to be able to overthrow all of this stuff. And Jesus, in stark contrast, said, I'm going to lay my life down. No one takes it from me. That's what he said. No one takes it from me. I lay it down on my own accord. My, my, my own ability, I'm laying it down. Because he was so strong, no one could ever take Jesus' life. He had to give it willingly. And how many times have we seen leaders who have all this power, right? I don't care if it's a boardroom. I don't care if it's a Fortune 500 company. I don't care if it's this thing or this church you're leading or this uh, major nonprofit, whatever it is. You have power at your disposal. How powerful it is when that leader who has all this power chooses to sacrifice. So I'm going to lay my life down. I'm going to put myself behind, put everybody else in front. How, it, it, you guys following me? When you see that, you're like, wow, that is something. You know why you feel that? It's because you're actually getting a glimpse of heaven. This is what heaven looks like. This is actually the spirit and the kingdom of God that is invading earth at this moment. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He'll abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him. And he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. One, one of the things distinctives that shows this is a leader that's worth trusting is a leader that is able to unify, not divide. Because you understand what, what, what happened here when the wolf attacked, scattered all the sheep, right? Everybody went their own way. So it shows you that when you have the right leadership, you will see a lot of unifi unification, unified teams, unified thought, unified vision. If you have the right leader, if you have the wrong leader, you'll see a lot of division. You'll see everybody going out all these different ways. Why? Because they got scattered because it wasn't the right leadership. It wasn't the right person there. And the wolf attacked in the scat. Just so you know, the wolf in this story is the devil. And so <laughs> the devil always will try to divide every single team. He's going to try to divide your marriage. He's going to try to divide your family. He's going to try to divide your workplace. He's going to try to divide your extended family. He's going to try to make Thanksgiving terrible. He's going to make Christmas inc incredibly hard. He's trying to make everything at church seem divided and scattered and everybody's got to go their own way. Why? Because everybody feels if I don't go my own way and look out for myself, no one else will. And so I'm just telling you that kind of spirit where you feel like you've got to do it on your own. There, there, there's a leadership component to that that's good, but it starts morphing and mutating into something that's terrible when you don't feel a part of a team and you start feeling like you've got to go out on your own and you're actually in 
a place where you don't have a great leader in your life because a great leader in your life actually unifies people and brings people together and you feel like you've got people all around you that are for you and are around you instead of feeling divided all the time. Instead of feeling like you always have to be about your own thing because no one else is going to be. And I want to tell you, it's one of the most loneliest places to live. And so us as leaders get to be this stark contrast of the world that gets to stand here and say, I'm for you. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm here to sacrifice and protect for you. And, and when people start feeling the love of the sacrifice and the love of the protection, guess what they do? They start coming together. And you start seeing unification. If you, you want to see a, a broken culture of leadership. One of the easiest ways to see it is to see how many silos there are in that organization. And silos meaning like how many places are people clumped together, but they're only for them. They're not for the organization as a whole. But when you start feeling people and seeing people who don't care about their position, but care about the organization, they don't care about their title, they just care about everybody moving forward as a whole, there's some healthy leadership in that place because they're modeling what they've seen their leader model, protection and sacrifice. And so they're, they're okay with not, not being this kind of, per- I, don't, I don't have to push my title, I don't have to push my thing, I don't have to go up and try to beat my chest and, and show everybody that I know what's going on. I can, I can just be here and no one needs to know my name and no one needs to see me at this point. All of a sudden, that's, it's bringing so much unity. This is the right leadership. I, I I don't know if I'm saying it um, in the in the the best way. I, unity might be one of the most important and underrated qualities in leadership. Everybody wants it. No one wants to sacrifice for it. Everybody talks it. Oh, we want everybody from every race and every gender and every every, uh, every uh, old to young. We all want them. Every we talk it real good, but there's not a lot of places we see it. And can I tell you the reason that I think this is me? The reason I think we don't see it so much is because the right leaders aren't in place to sacrifice and to protect because when people feel that they've been sacrificed for that they've been served when people feel like they've been protected over and over again guess what they'll do they'll model it and once that's modeled when that starts happening you get this amazing unity that starts filling every family, filling every marriage, filling every place that you're like, man, why do you guys feel so together? And, and a lot of people have a hard time. I don't, I don't know. 
Because it's not a slogan. Oh, we're unified. There ain't no slogan that's going to do that. It, it's this. It's this good shepherd kind of leadership that, honestly, I look at and say, okay, if we can get this right, we'll start reaping the benefits of unity like never before. Like we, we will feel this in such the right way. But it has to start with a leader who says I'm willing to protect. What are you gonna protect? Not yourself, you're gonna pre- protect others. We, we've seen enough leaders wanna protect themselves. And honestly, it's, it's nauseating where a leader just removes the shield from the people they're leading and puts it on themselves. It's disgusting. And that kind of leadership scatters people, divides. So, So you protect the people that you're leading. Let me say one quick thing about the protecting the people. You don't coddle them. Because sometimes leaders feel like, I'm protecting them, but you're actually babying and coddling them so they can't grow. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying protecting them even from themselves. Not just outside things, but saying, let's talk about the deep things of your life that are getting you into these major ruts. That's protecting. And also outside forces. But if I was being honest for myself, um, I needed to be protected from myself a lot more than I needed to be protected from outside things. I was my own worst enemy and still am. Still am. So there's a little mirror into my soul. Um, So you have that protection of leadership and then you also have the sacrifice of leadership where you just lay down your own wants and desires for other people. I will also say this. You are not their savior. So don't morph that sacrifice into trying to be something for that person that you cannot be. They also need to make their own decisions. They also need to make their healthy right decisions. And So sometimes we get this, but we get it too much. And so we sacrifice into a place that we actually start trying to control somebody's life by the way that we sacrifice. And in fact, let me just take all of the the decision-making away from you by the way that I sacrifice for you and in turn, I'm just trying to be your savior instead of be a leader in your life. And the savior complex burns you out and it stunts their growth so the person can't grow. So that's not the kind of sacrifice I'm saying. The sacrifice I'm saying is those little 
a lot of times they're little sacrifices. The things that just annoy you, that are rocks in your shoe, you say, I, don't, I just don't want to do that. That's, those, those are the ones. Those are the ones. The ones that you don't have to do. That a lot of times internally, if you didn't do it, no one would think you're anything, anything's wrong with you. You're like, oh, it's just, just Ben. He's awesome. He's great. He's great. But you know God asked you to sacrifice for this person at this point, and you were like, no, I do not want to. It's those little things. That's the sacrifice. And if people feel the protection and the sacrifice of the leader, you will get the unity that you so desperately want. And the last thing I'll say, a unified team, a real unified team is almost impossible to defeat. It, a unified marriage, a unified family, unified workplace. I just, I, it just something about that just makes you want to come to work. It makes you want to be around. It makes you want to just, my God, because you're feeling just the, all of this good juju that you're just like, what is this? This is so good. Can I just tell you what that is? It's heaven. And it's brought about by people sacrificing and protecting for each other. And, and, and so I, I have talked too long. Okay, Lord, thank you for this time. Jesus, help us to be the best leaders that we can and to follow this example. In Jesus' name, amen.